0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Vortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. Today I'd like to bring a brief message to us drawn from Jeremiah chapter 16 as my original text, and then I want to bring in a few other scriptures and cover a concept that maybe maybe we've never thought of before, but it might connect and help us understand something that Jesus has said and what he came on the scene doing in the New Testament. So I'd like for us to look at Jeremiah chapter 16, and I want to begin the reading in verse 14 and read just a few verses through 16. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but The Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. And afterward, I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rock. So I want us to talk a little bit about this because the Lord is promising here. He has just told Jeremiah earlier in this same chapter and in this whole book that Judah is going into captivity. The Babylonians are coming. I've left my people for now. They've got to be judged because their evil has been so corrupt and they've forgotten me. They've forsaken me. And it's time. I've given them calling after calling. I've risen up early, sent prophets to them, warned them, warned them, warned them. And they refuse to repent and they refuse to hear me or take it seriously. So God has given them over to judgment. But here in Jeremiah 16, as well as in several other places in Jeremiah and other places in the scriptures, God is promising that this is not going to be permanent. God will restore them and he will bring them back. So he talks about that here. He's going to bring them back from the north and from all the nations he has sent them to. Now, in Hebrew prophetic words, many times there are dual fulfillments in that word. In other words, there's a near fulfillment for that word to be accomplished. And there's also a later fulfillment that will come later on. So this is also true of this. Because God says right here he's going to send fishers to them that will fish them. We're not talking about fish out of the sea right now. We're talking about fishers of men, fishers of souls. Now that ought to get us connected with Jesus right there. Because Jesus called his disciples and he said to them in both Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 And in Mark, Mark records it as well, a second witness, Mark chapter 1 verse 17, where Jesus put out the call to his disciples and he said, come follow me and I will make you or cause you to become fishers of men, connecting with this verse in Jeremiah chapter 16, because God promised to send fishers for them. Now in the near context, obviously it is talking about their restoration from the Babylonian captivity. God did bring them back into their land in that day and reestablished them in Jerusalem in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah. You can read about those in those two books of the Bible, but that's not all it's talking about because he also talks about how he's going to bring them from the north and from all the nations he's driven them to. If you'll remember, in Jesus' day, Jesus warned about this again, that they would be judged, that the temple would be destroyed, and that things were coming that were not going to be pleasant for them. There was potential judgment coming. If they refused, the Messiah God had sent them. And Jesus spoke about that several times. So we know in 70 AD they were scattered again. And we know that until just recently, In 1948, for almost 2,000 years, the Jews have been scattered throughout the world. And there are still many in other places of the world besides in the land of Israel. But God is in the process of bringing many back in Aliyah. And many are coming back, just like he prophesied here. And they're coming not only from the north, but from every nation where he has scattered them. And so we know that this has that dual fulfillment prophetic word involved in it. But what I want to focus on today is the fishers of men and hunters of men prophetic word that he spoke of here. Now we know and we've already seen that this rings a bell to us already if we know the scriptures because we automatically would think of Jesus' call to his disciples in Matthew 4, 19, and in Mark 1, 17. So what was a fisher of men to do? What was a hunter of men to do? It means that they were to catch them, to lie alongside, to catch or capture them. But we need to understand God is not talking about for evil or harm, but to catch them and capture them with the truth. As a matter of fact, one of the Hebrew words, if you look it up, is talking about one who would be near or alongside, come alongside and catch them for Jesus with the truth of the Gospels, just like all the apostles and the disciples did. We know the apostle Paul came along and talked about that And then he talked about how that's our responsibility also. He talked a lot in the book of Romans, in Romans chapter one and in Romans nine through 11, about the Jewish people and about reaching them with the gospel. He said in Romans one, he's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God for salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek or to the Gentiles, to everybody else. So Paul understood that the Jews needed to be caught for Jesus. They needed to be fished for Jesus. They needed to be captured with the truth. And Paul and all of the apostles and the disciples did that. For instance, in Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 39, we see the example where Philip is sent by God for one man. He is sent by God and actually translated, transported to be near this individual. And he comes up and God tells him, he says, come near his chariot, because the guy was sitting there reading from the scroll of Isaiah. And Philip comes up, he asks him, what are you reading? And the guy tells him. And and then he starts starts up this conversation. and, And the eunuch, it was an Ethiopian eunuch, He tells him, he says, now, is he talking about himself or is he talking about someone else? And the scripture that he was reading, we are told, is from Isaiah 53. And that's very important to understand because that chapter, many Jews even to this day don't even read. It's not even promoted through the Jewish leadership and it's not part of their daily routine of reading. And so Philip comes up to this guy who's reading from the actual scroll of Isaiah, and he is reading from Isaiah 53, which is all about Isaiah's Messiah, the prophesied Messiah, the suffering servant. And so we did a series on that. If you'd like to look that up, you certainly can. I'm now involved in a series doing some of the names of Jesus that Isaiah spoke about. But this was called Isaiah's Messiah. Exploring Isaiah 53, and that was devoted to that entire chapter. And so Philip begins then to take this Ethiopian eunuch and show him the truth about Jesus beginning where he was. And then it says, the scripture says, and then Philip took him to Moses through all of the prophets, in other words, through the entire Tanakh. Philip does a Bible study with this one man in a chariot in the land as he was traveling. How did Philip know that? How did Philip know all of this? Jesus, on the day of his resurrection, did a Bible study with his disciples on two occasions. He did, first he did a Bible study with the two on the road to Emmaus, and then later that very same day, the day of his resurrection, He did the same thing with his disciples. And the Bible tells us in both places that he went through Moses and all the prophets, including the Psalms, it specifically says, when he was with his disciples. So Philip understood now that all of the Tanakh was about Jesus and was pointing to Jesus. And so now Philip goes to another individual and begins to catch him for Jesus. He begins to fish for those men, for those souls. It's interesting that it's used many times in the scriptures, that word, for hunters who kill game, for eating and other things, and we get that. But I want us to look at one place that's very interesting that tells us some things about this that we can see application to what Jesus meant when he calls his disciples fishers of men. And I want to begin a reading in Ezekiel chapter 13, in verse 16. And God is talking about how he's going to be dealing with false prophets. He says this beginning in verse 16. That is the prophets of Israel who prophesy concerning Jerusalem and who see visions of peace for her when there is no peace, says the Lord God. Likewise, son of man, Set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart, prophesy against them and say, thus says the Lord God. Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people? for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against your magic charms by which you hunt souls. They're like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go, the souls you hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, I realize that here God is denouncing the false prophets and the false teachers who are leading his people astray and misleading them with their lives. But what I want to point out is some of the things that we can learn from this by looking at the opposite. So in other words, The flip side of what he is projecting to them and communicating to them, his accusations, his reasonings, the reason he's mad at them, can also give us some information on his type of hunting and fishing for souls. In other words, what these people were doing was hunting souls to give them lies, to feed them lies, and to lead them astray from the Lord. But God's hunting and fishing for souls is for their good. He tells us here right now, it's for freedom so that he can let them go. They were trying to do that with the wrong people and with their lives. But God's desire is to set people free and to let them go from their captors and from their evils. We can see the flip side also in seeing that his desire is to save and rescue them for salvation And his desire is to let them live. So it's for life. Jesus came that we would have life and have that more abundantly. So I thought it was very interesting and something that we can draw some applications from. Because even today, the disciples of Jesus Christ are given the same calling that the disciples originally were given. Follow him and he will make us fishers of men. So he wants us to go and hunt and fish for the souls of people to draw them to the truth in the same way that his disciples did, in the same way that Philip did, for instance, in Acts chapter eight, where Philip went to this man and brought him and led him to Jesus Do you see, we're called to do the same thing that John the Baptist did, point to Jesus and declare, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the gospel. And may we be found as those fishing for men, both Jews and Gentiles, just like Paul has told us the gospel is for, for the Jew first and also for all the world. Also, I just want to bring to your attention that I have done a message in the past called Fishing in the Wrong Pond, and I just would like to just mention it to you. You may be interested in it, and I talked in a similar vein about some of these same topics, so if you'd like to, you can look that up in the archives. I will post it here soon. It was on another channel in the past, but I will post it here and you can find it if you're interested. May we be faithful fishers of men in these days that we live. May we leave an impact and draw people to Jesus so that he can set them free, so that he can save them and so that he can give them life and that more abundantly. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and Lord willing, you can join us again for more episodes and messages from Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today in Jesus' name, amen.